0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
1: Contact Cordell, Cordell Cordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls. For more breakdowns on the Pelicans, including interviews with coaches, journalists, and opposing experts, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Pells fans! Welcome to a special preview edition of the Bird Calls. I'm your host Preston Ellis. Today we are previewing the Pelicans' must win with the Memphis Grizzlies, and to help us do it, on his way home from school, where he is a football coach, we are joined <laughs> by editor in chief to the Grizzly Bears Blues dot com, Mr. Joe Molinak.
2: How are you doing today, sir? Uh, you know, only so only, if only all of us could be so lucky as to be paid for their hobby. Um, I, it is appreciated, like you mentioned. I uh, do a day job and yet to talk about the woeful Memphis Grizzlies by night and you mentioned that it's a must
0: I'm Scott Trout CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell and Cordell we help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce such as child custody and property division among many others but life changes also occur after divorce these changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow if you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary talk to us at Cordell and Cordell we're a partner Men can count on.
1: Contact CordellCordell.com. 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, suite three ten, Foster City, California, nine four four zero four.
2: Win for the Pelicans, I would argue it's a larger must lose for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um uh, they, they uh they they need just as many losses as the Pelicans need wins. So hopefully we'll be able to help each other out at this stage of the season. Now it's gotten to a point where you guys need to lose so badly,
1: but you've been avoiding doing so. You've won two very important games to other teams in the Western Conference this week. It's gotten to a point where you've had to start benching your stars in the fourth quarter. Tell us a bit about Marcus all sitting in the fourth quarter against the Jazz.
2: Yeah, I, to be honest with you, there's no other excuse as to say that they were tanking. I mean, obviously the organization wouldn't say that. We we saw what happens with Mark Cuban when that is said aloud. Um but, you know, It's obvious, I think. Um, The official line from interim head coach J.B. Bickerstaff was he wanted to see the young guys get minutes in that spot. And I think that you can make an argument if the NBA were to call out the Grizzlies on tanking that, you know, a team in Memphis' situation, you know what Mark Gasol can do. You know, he's not maybe what he was two or three years ago, but he's still one of the top, you know, 30 or so players in the NBA I think he's shown that throughout the season. He, without Mike Conley, without a fully functioning Chandler Parsons, without Tyreek Evans for much of, or half the year now, you know, he, he's still kind of been that bellwether for the Memphis Grizzlies, showing that he can still play. Uh, he was healthy. There's no other reason for him to be sitting. And, and Mark is a competitor, and I think he was a little bit frustrated by that. But at the same time, it's in the best interest of the Memphis Grizzlies organization to lose every game now. You can dispute the system. You can hate the lottery. You can hate the draft and all that. But you have teams that are fighting at the top for playoff positioning, and that's terrific. And then you've got teams at the bottom who are in a place where they're now competing for ping pong balls, essentially. And and Memphis needs as many as they can get. Now, thankfully, the Atlanta Hawks won a game. I believe it was last night. Uh, and now Memphis, if they lose out, they control their destiny. They'll have locked in the second uh, best lottery odds heading into the lottery on May 15th. So the Suns have probably locked it up because of those two wins that you mentioned earlier, uh, the number one overall lottery slot. But number two is still very possible for the Grizzlies. And I think you'll see Marc Gasol maybe not sit out games, but J.B. Bickerstaff has been limiting his minutes as well, You know, 20 to 25 minutes a game, even when he does play. So you're not going to get a full-blown showing of Marc Gasol on the game tonight.
1: Music to our ears. Of course, the Atlanta Hawks just lost to the free-falling Orlando Magic, so that puts them at three and four, respectively, on tankathon.com. And Memphis sitting there with sole possession of number two spot at 21-56, and 56, with Phoenix uh, out well ahead of the 19-59. and 59. The Pelicans will see the Phoenix Suns on Friday. I just want to be crystal clear on something, Joe. I know that the Grizzlies need to lose, and they've been doing just that, sitting their star. But with that being said, They've they've been a thorn in the side of Western Conference playoff contenders like the Portland Trail Blazers, like the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, like the Denver Nuggets. They're a great defensive team. They like to slow the, the ball down uh, 80 shots per game, holding their opponents to the number one in the NBA in that regard. The Pelicans over the last month have been number one in pace ever since DeMarcus Cousins went down. Are you 100 percent sure the Mem- Memphis Grizzlies are not going to be a problem for the New Orleans Pelicans?
2: No, I'm not 100% sure. It all depends on who they line up. And, you know, Marshawn Brooks is an example of that. Marshawn Brooks comes in, his first two games for the Grizzlies, he goes off, scores 20 points in one game, 24 in another. And then the Grizzlies, and for an injury that no one's really sure when it occurred, you know, that would be another example of a possible tank job. And I think what people need to understand is, when you say tanking, and this has been kind of a topic of debate for Grizzlies fans all season, and, you know, you guys, to a lesser extent, not recently, but in the past, you know this as well, when somebody is trying to be bad, it's not the players, like, launching shots poorly, or it's not the coaches, you know, unless they're being directed by the front office to trot out lineups that don't make a ton of sense. Uh, the Grizzlies have done that, though. If Darrell Martin plays any small forward, you know the Grizzlies are trying to tank. Um but it's a bunch of young guys in these Grizzlies who haven't had a ton of opportunity for minutes in the past. It's a young guy like Dylan Brooks, who's a second round pick who has really come on strong these last couple of games. He looks like a guy who could be a starter on a hopefully good, better Grizzlies team next season. Uh, so there's some young guys who could give some issues to the Pelicans. It really just comes down to who plays. If Marshawn Brooks is out again, Tyreek Evans has missed multiple games for personal reasons, they're resting Chandler Parsons a lot. Even though he wants to play and he has opportunity to play, obviously with his history of injuries, I think they're more concerned about just getting him to the off-season healthy. Uh, so he's been on a minute restriction. It comes down to how uh-huh. the they are devied up or delved out, I should say, and how the players are actually used, whether they play or not, to whether or not Memphis has a shot. If Memphis went out there with their roster and played as best they could, it'd be a competitive game that the Pelicans could still win. If Memphis does what they've done the past couple of games, especially the Portland game most recently on Easter Sunday night, and, you know, Mark's not playing or not playing very much, and you know, Tyreek's not there, and Marshawn Brooks isn't playing, you know, then I think the Pelicans should probably run them off the, off the floor, Depending, especially considering the way the Pelicans have played the past month or so.
1: Now, before I get to Dylan Brooks, you mentioned a couple of guys that you might hold out due to, uh, I guess, a coach's decision, to put it politely. Uh, but some other names that you didn't uh, mention were Jermichael Green and Mario Brooks. Marshawn Bo- uh, Brooks is one of those guys that was held out due to a left ankle, but possibly could have played Tyreek Evans and Chandler Parsons being on the same footing there to uh, make a pun. But what about Mario Chalmers and Jamichael Green? Are these guys also being held out for similar purposes? Is there a chance we can see them? Or are they probably being shut down for the season? I
2: think you're more likely to see them, especially a player like uh, Mario Chalmers. Um, he's not very good. <laughs> I don't know how much Memphis Grizzlies really basketball you guys have watched this year, aside from the games we play. Uh, he, he's not a good basketball player anymore. Uh, he has flashes of what he once was, but th- that Achilles injury really hurt him, and it's a shame because you know, he, he was doing so well in Memphis his first time around that folks forgot about the 2008 shot that he hit over the, the Memphis Tigers. the cost them a national championship 10 years ago. Um, they were forgiving him for that. So that tells you how well, uh, how well Chalmers had been playing before he tore his Achilles. Uh, he came back this year not, not really himself, and he's not very good. Um, so in terms of the tank, you could potentially see him play. Jermichael so Green will also be a guy you likely see if he's able to go. He's a guy who plays his tail off. You know, he's doing a great job garnering double-doubles as the season has gone on uh, in this last little bit here. I mean, he's really showing the ability to get those things done, even in a losing campaign. So, but if you play him at center a lot, obviously as a six foot eight center, there's going to be opportunities for guys like Anthony Davis and others to kind of eat him up a little bit. So, Memphis is playing a lot of young guys. You mentioned Jamichael and Mario there. Those are two veterans that'll probably get some minutes if they're able to go. They're not guys that are like a Marcus Gasol, where even if he's healthy, they're going to try to find ways to sit him out. They'll play him if they're able to go.
1: All right, let's talk. Uh, let's focus a bit about some of your young guys. I know Wayne Seldon and Dylan Brooks have been getting a heavy workload lately, and these guys are ever-improving, especially Dylan Brooks, someone the Pelicans saw uh, how well he can play firsthand, as well as Wayne Seldon. He was on uh, the better part of two 10-day contracts with the Pelicans before the Grizzlies picked him up. Talk a bit about their development and how they've been playing this uh, these past two weeks.
2: I like them a lot. To be honest with you, I think they could be our starting shooting guard and small forward moving forward um Dylan Brooks is somebody who's completely come out of nowhere uh people were thinking that maybe he would get some time with the Memphis Hustle our new G League team and when he was drafted and he'd be an interesting guy to kind of see how he develops maybe get some minutes later on in the year but then Tyreek Evans you know looked better as a sixth man you had injuries to Wayne Seldon you had issues obviously with Parsons wing minutes opened up and Dylan Brooks has never given them back Uh, he's had a remarkable campaign for his rookie year I think he'll make one of the all-rookie teams, which the Grizzlies haven't had in a really long time. And he's looked the part of a starter on a good team, and that's what Memphis hopes to be next year. They want this to be a one-year thing where they're not so good, and they hope with some help and some luck, obviously Mike Conley returning next year, that they could be back in the playoff hunt, obviously including a lottery talent kind of guy, a Marvin Bagley or whatever it might be. Um, but Dylan Brooks is somebody that folks are really excited about in Memphis. They like the way he plays. He's showing an, an effort to try to develop other areas of his game, like passing, facilitation. Uh, he's hit the boards a little bit more, trying to clean the glass for rebounds. So folks are really excited about Dylan Brooks, and Wayne Seldon's in a similar spot. You know, he was a guy that a lot of folks thought could be the starting wing on a good team. Again, I use that phrase. But going into this past training camp, when he was banged up, he had injury issues, and he wasn't able to kind of get his footing, now he has it, and he, he looks like he could be that guy. So. If you told me that Conley, Seldon, Brooks, Green, and Gasol were going to be your starters in 2018, 2019, I would think the Memphis Grizzlies had a shot at winning some ball games and, and competing for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Now, if you get a healthy Chandler Parsons, you bring back Tyreek Evans, I think you're really starting to work with something there. Of all of those young guys, I'm most excited about those two you just mentioned, Seldon Brooks. I think. They are going to be fun to watch, and they could keep Memphis in this thing. They can't do it by themselves. They're not that type of player or those types of players, but they can keep it interesting, and they're going to want to compete, especially Selden, like you mentioned, against a former club.
1: Now let's stay in that backcourt and talk about some other – Not so well-known players as these guys like Dylan Brooks, uh, who came, I think, out of the second round this year, and Wayne Seldon, who Mm -hmm. played for the Pelicans last year. Uh, You guys are going to, like you said, probably have Mario Chalmers out, or he might play in this one. Mike Conley obviously is out. So at that point guard position, you're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, let's see, Marcus Teague and 20-year-old Kobe Simmons. Can you tell us a bit about him?
2: Uh, Yeah, Simmons is the one who's going to have the legs. Uh, Marquise Teague was playing with the Memphis Hustle. He was the first call-up for the Grizzlies from the Hustle, uh, the the G League affiliate in the history of the Hustle. Um, I don't want to say it was kind of throwing a bone because Teague had a very good year for the Hustle. I think he was their best player. But at the same time, they called up two other guys before they called up Teague, if that makes sense. So Teague's there. He's going to get minutes. The guy that Memphis is actually invested in long term, he's on another. He has another year of a two way contract heading into next season. Is Kobe Simmons? Uh, he's raw, extremely raw, but he's talented. He, he's got some get up in his step. He, he's got some good dribble drive penetration ability. He, he'll hit some floaters. He's got a little, uh, you know, a little teardrop action in, in his floater and, and his jumper has some good lift. He's a talented guy, and he's a raw talent. That he's benefiting from the minutes against this level of competition, and I think he'll, you know, get some run. Obviously, against the Pelicans now that the G League season is over, you'll see both of those guys. But Kobe Simmons is the main one, and like I said, he's on a two-way contract heading into next year as well. He's in the at least next year long-term plans for the Grizzlies. Teague probably has to do a lot to show that he's worthy of a, of a NBA contract. He might be back with the Hustle as well, heading into next season.
1: Great stuff, Joe. Before we let you go, uh, why don't you just give us a prediction?
2: Um, <laughs> it's one of those times where my head and my heart can be in the same place. Uh, and that's been something that fans have really battled with all season. And, again, you guys, uh, you're obviously on the uptick now, but back when you guys were struggling, it's a similar kind of thing. You know, you want your team to win, but at the same time, it just doesn't logically make sense for them to at this stage. So I think that the Pelicans are going to win. You know, and as a Grizzlies blogger, that – Makes you sound like not a good Grizzlies blogger, but it, but it's the truth. The Pelicans are the better team. They should win. Anthony Davis, especially if Mark Gasol is out, because Mark's best strength now is his mind and his ability defensively to play leverage and do that sort of thing. Uh, so even though Davis is a far superior athlete, Mark would probably give him a little bit of trouble. Um, if Mark is out, there's nobody that can defend Anthony Davis, and he should destroy. And it should be a double-digit Pelicans win.
1: I hope so for our sake and for your sake that we're both right. I remember the opening night game against the, the Grizzlies. The Pelicans had such trouble and Jemichael Green actually did a pretty terrific job of defending uh, Anthony Davis, albeit for just a quarter and a half. He had to leave in that one due to injury and the Grizzlies badly outplayed the Pelicans in that one. So hopefully not a repeat performance of that one uh, with Mike Conley and Boogie being off the floor. It's going to be two very different teams anyway. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Again, you guys can follow him at grizzlybearsblues.com and at Joe Mullinax. Is there anything else you want the pelicans fans to check out in advance of wednesday night's game
2: well we'll have plenty of game preview coverage you guys are doing uh we have a five question series that'll be a, a pelicans centric preview we have our own game preview obviously uh, just come out check out grizzlybearblues.com if you if you want to live vicariously through us like I said you guys are we've switched spots now we're we're the ones that are uh, looking to the lottery and you all are looking at playoff matchups so if you want to go back to the ways of, of it used to of the way that it used to be for the pelicans you can uh, you can come to grizzlybearblues.com check us out we've got a lot of great content great writers I'm proud of our staff uh, probably the 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 best blog you don't know about would be grizzlybearblues.com so, so give us a read, give us a shout out, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've got some good content coming.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Now you guys will be back uh, with our Grizz recap and Suns preview on Thursday. Until then, make sure to check back to the com frequently. I'll have an article coming up there with Grizzly Bears Blues Mark King, as Joe just mentioned, so be sure to look for that. And uh, before I let you go, Joe, is there any chance you're going to be live tweeting during this game or do you represent the Grizzly Bears Blues uh,
2: handle on Twitter? Yes, uh, I, I will have my Twitter account, and then we will also have a live tweeting at SBN Grizzlies. That's our Twitter handle at SBN Grizzlies. You can follow us there. Check out our uh, our live tweeting of the game as well. Do you think Mark Gasol is a Grizzly next year? Yes, I think he
1: is. I would be shocked. All liked. right. Thank you so much, sir. That's all for now. Let's do our best to stay positive going forward. Uh, It's been a rough ride, Joe, for the Pelicans fans the last two weeks. A lot of us uh, turning on each other with this four-game slide. Uh, Just a few short days ago, we were targeting a a first-round home series, and now we're just holding on by our teeth and nails just to get into this thing with the Denver Nuggets winning last night. Just one game behind us now. So everybody hold tight. Hopefully this will be a good victory for us, and then the Suns on Friday, and we'll be right back in this. Let's go, Pels. You have been listening to The Bird Calls. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, do us one more favor. Go to iTunes, subscribe, and rate our podcast today.
0: And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you
1: call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.